Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Lonesome Seth Kamins is shortly going to join us. Sean Palmer here on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show, backsportspage.com, Blog Talk Radio. Well, I did make it to Clemson last week. It was an interesting game, and Syracuse loses in the final seconds. Yeah, two hours there, two hours back. New car, trying to adjust my back to it. Yeah, that was interesting. But A good game. Glad I went there. Got to tell you, on the way home, though, these rural southern roads. Now, not really sure what it's like down here yet. Haven't gotten too far out of the country, too far out of the city. But here we are, into the country and out of the city. But here we are. Picture this. The game ends at around 930. It's about a two-hour ride from Clemson to Atlanta. So I'm sitting in my car. Takes about a half hour to get out of the parking lot. By the way, parking was free. So the ticket, they were giving away tickets. So not only did it cost me only $20 in gas, maybe 25 Ticket free, parking free. Not a bad deal. And half the stadium was there. Half of it was empty. And a good game. And we got tickets right behind the bench. Really cannot beat southern hospitality in that matter. Now, on the way home, I really could have beaten southern hospitality. So here we are. So I leave at around, I get out of the parking lot around 10 o'clock. Driving in rural South Carolina. Winding roads. Just picture this, up and down. Speed limits, you can guess, around 35 to 40 miles an hour, and I'm driving a new Audi. So I'm going... 35 to 45, maybe a little 50. And you know what? I see the first cop, and I say, okay, Sean, I'm not going to get caught here. I'm going to put it on cruise, and that way I don't get caught. That way I don't get a ticket, because getting a ticket down here, eh, I'm not really sure how that's going to work, so not going to get a ticket. So pass another four or five cops. Now I'm an hour and a half in, and now I'm at 10 cops. I've actually counted the amount of police officers on the side of the road looking to nab me. And they come out, and then they tail me for a little bit, and then they go back in their nice places wherever they are trying to find somebody else that's just like me. And then I'm finally on Buford Highway. Now, Buford Highway is right outside of Atlanta, and I'm stopped at a stoplight. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm good, right? I mean, I'm like 10 minutes from home. I'm good. And all of a sudden, the bubble gums come on. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. 
10 minutes from home and I'm getting pulled over. You see the bubble gums, you see the lights, the guy comes, the police officer comes on the passenger side of the uh, and knocks on my window, scaring the bejeebus out of me. I roll down the window, well, rolling down, I push down the window. Hello. Well, hello, Mr. Officer. What did I do wrong? He doesn't ask me for my license. He doesn't ask me for my registration. He asked me, do I own this car? I'm thinking, hmm, okay, do I own the car? Well, yes, I bought the car a month ago. Oh, okay. Well, we ran the temp tag that was on the back of the car, and it didn't show up as yours. And my response in my head was, how does this guy know who I am? Let alone, how does he know it's not mine? He hasn't asked me for ID. He has no idea who I am. All he knows is that the temp tag was there. So he goes back to his car. He says, sir, do you have any identification as to you bought the, bought the car? I said, I do. I actually have the sticker that went on the side of the car that has all those options. So I give him the sticker. Now, does the sticker have my name on it? Of course not. All it has is the, the options of the car, he br- but it has the VIN number. So he brings the sticker back to his car. He runs, I assume, the VIN. And he shows that it was sold. And he comes back and gives me the sticker 25 minutes later and says, Mr. Palmer. No, he doesn't say Mr. Palmer because he still doesn't know my name. Let's remember this. He gives me it back and goes, have a nice night. Everything's okay. Now, Seth, this guy doesn't even know who I am, let alone he's running a tag and a VIN. And he says everything's okay. The whole purpose to him pulling me over was that, the VIN didn't come up as anything, and now the VIN is coming up, the license plate is coming up as owned by somebody, but it may not be me. Welcome to South Carolina and Georgia. That's all I have to say. One very, very so I got home at around 1230. But four this hours, didn't pay for the ticket. Show, right? This is the sports radio show. I, I started this with Clemson and Syracuse while I was waiting for you. But if you didn't hear, hold on. Now, I know you didn't hear this because you probably were busy all day because this is Seth's busy time. But here we go. There is no more Steve Steve Mills. Mills. Steve Mills, gone! Great. Did James Dolan sell the team? No. Then what the hell are you... Did you have issues before Steve Mills came in? Did you have issues when I not said as it was many. the president? No, no, no. We had Donnie Walsh many. between the two. We had well, Donnie Walsh, Walsh between the two. Right. Okay. Well, we had Donnie Walsh. Hold on. Hold on. So we had Isaiah first. Then Donnie Walsh comes in and cleans up the, everything. And Steve Mills comes in while Donnie Walsh is there. 
Let's understand that. Steve Mills did this. So maybe there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And the funny thing is, while the light at the end of the tunnel is opening for the Knicks, the light at the end of the tunnel is dimming for the Mets. Did you hear this one? No. Supposedly, Steve Cohen is backing out. <laughs> now, do, do you have any idea why he would back out? Is he being indicted? No. How about the fact that Jeff and and Jeff and uh, Fred Wilpon right. want to stay on for five years? Isn't that what he agreed on? Well, he wanted, to, as you had indicated, he wanted this to happen sooner. So he backed out. Or there are reports that he's backing out. The Daily News has reported that he has backed out. When the Mets were asked for comment, they said, due to confidentiality concerns, we cannot comment on this, which is essentially a no comment to a comment. Yep. Yep. Door closes. Window shuts. Window opens, and the Mets, sounds, Jets, Knicks, and Islanders like... fans are once again here. And, of course, with the NBA trade deadline coming, the rumor out of the Knicks is not only are we going to keep the best small forward on the market, not the best small forward in the NBA, but the one that can gain the most assets in Marcus Morris, <laughs> But we're also trading Julius Randle, who is averaging 19 points a game, for another bad contract. Like, this just gets who worse. Are they, who are they trading him for? I, mean, I didn't hear anything along those lines. Well, the rumor is right now, it's that it's Malik Monk, which would be great. I would love that. Except for the fact that Julius Randle makes $22 million, and Malik Monk makes only four. So you know that there's another contract coming with that. And you know it's not going to be the one that's good. Rozier? How about Nick Batum? Does his expire after the year? I think it's got one more. So he has the same length as Randall. Randall's a better player. The deal player. makes no sense. Agreed. Exactly. The deal makes no sense. Exactly. But this is the Knicks, so that it never makes sense. Ever. And if you – so rumors, rumors are abound today. This is when Wojciechowski is at his best, right? This is like Wojo's, like, dream day. The next three days. Yep. And I listened to his podcast today with Bobby Marks, and he said it used to be, which I did not realize, that this weekend, this past weekend, because the Super Bowl, remember, was only one week for a while, right? There was only one week uh-huh. in between. And they right. had the Super Bowl a week before, and then they had the NBA All-Star game this past weekend, and then the trade deadline the Thursday of the All-Star game which I think is tremendous because that gets everybody in one place. Now the all-star game is the week after the trade deadline, which doesn't really make much sense. I agree. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, it seems kind of dumb. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, so rumors abound that 
The Celtics are looking at Clint Capella. The Hawks are looking at Clint yep. Capella. And Daryl Morey wants to trade Clint Capella for, to get another swingman. And who's going to man the middle for that team? <laughs> or are they just going to play my favorite NBA jam uh, lineup of like six guards and no centers? I'm baffled by this. I, I really am. Um, you know, Capella has not been as good this year as he had been, I think, the year or two before. But he's a 25, 26-year-old center on a not horrible contract. Picking up wings is not that difficult. And I'm baffled. Without, without him, they have no height. Now I saw that there were that there was some there was a three way trade I, I think I saw on uh, on ESPN you know maybe it just was a rumor trade with Alex Len from Atlanta and I don't know who the, who the who the three and D guy would be from Atlanta because it's not Herder. So, oh no, there was a four way you know, trade actually with Atlanta. So Atlanta oh, would Covington? pick up a whole lot of they pick up a whole lot of salary. They wouldn't pick up Covington. Covington, it was Minnesota. Minnesota, Houston, Atlanta, Atlanta, and Golden State, and Golden State. So D'Angelo Russell would go to Minnesota. Covington and Co- Covington would go to Houston. Capello and Capello would go to the Hawks, and there would be a whole lot of like salaries going back, like Chandler Parsons and a whole lot of picks. We'll go to Golden State. And I, I saw another one, one of the guys goes I to think, Atlanta. I, uh, Alex Len goes to Atlanta. Um, Wiggins. Alex Len's on Atlanta. Atlanta. No, goes to, to goes to Houston. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, it, yeah, um, there has to be some salary stuff going on there because not everybody makes the right. amount. But and I think it, I think Wiggins, I think Wiggins I think. I think Wiggins goes to Golden State. Well, if Wiggins Unless goes I'm to Golden State, then, go, then if Wiggins goes to Golden State, that's a one-for-one. One. You don't have to deal with anybody else. Because it could be Wiggins straight up Gold, for D'Angelo Russell. I guess if you're Golden State, why, why would you want that contract? But I guess well, that's neither here nor there. Contra- yeah, I think the Wiggins contract. Five year, a buck fifty, first, give or take. It's brutal. What's that? It's five years, a buck fifty, give or take. It's a brutal contract. I think they're only a year in. Yeah, I agree, but he. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, you're right. It's. I think it's four more years actually. But four years and thirty year? million. This and. D'Angelo Russell is – hold on, I'm, pull, I'm pulling it up. Bleacher Report, the five-year extensions. I, I appreciate you setting up, setting up – but did you post yep. it on Facebook that we're, the show's on without the phone number, without yeah. the time? No, I put the phone number and the time. No, I put the phone number and the time in. No, I did that. I absolutely did that. Hundred percent. It was me. 
No, no, no. I didn't do it to the chat room, but I did it on our webpage. Gotcha. Okay. You can share it on my right. online pages. I know there's a couple. There's a person or two who may be calling in. I'm sure. I'm sure Mr. Ziskin will be calling in to crow. About I can. I cannot. I, I cannot share from my phone, so that is a problem, which is what I'm on right now. Never mind. So anyway, I'm, on so, the, I'm in the car. Okay. And you're in the car. So he he signed the extension, 2017. It started in 18, so he's in. So it started 18, 19. We're in 1920. So he's in the second year of a five year. So he's got three more years. And like ninety million dollars, so thirty million a year, which is the exact same. He's got the same contract as D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, yeah, yeah. But so, it still goes back to if you're Golden State, do you really want Andrew Wiggins? Well, if you're Golden State, there are two things going on here. First of all, let's understand that Golden State is hard capped. So they cannot take in absolutely any more money than D'Angelo Russell's contract. So they can either play this year out and with D'Angelo Russell and maybe Steph Curry comes back on March 1st or March 5th, or truth be told, I don't think, I don't think Steph Curry's coming back, but that's just me. And they play the two of them together and they see what they can do. And then Clay Thompson comes back next year and they wait to the summer, and they can make that trade then. Or they get rid of him now. I don't think he's on the team next, next, next season. No, nor do I. I mean, the question is, I guess, as you said, they are hard-capped. Russell is a luxury next year. Can they get anything better than Wiggins? who has really been, you know, a scorer and nothing else, which doesn't exactly well, – they have an overabundance of. Well, there's two, uh, there's two things going on here. One is when you say, can they get better, what exactly, if you're Golden State, are you looking for? No. You're looking Let's at a wing. Let's throw that out there first. I, I get that. No, no, I get that. You're looking at a wing because your guards are set. Your power forward is set. The center is kind of a nebulous position at this point anyway. So I understand you're looking at a wing. Now, if Russell can get – it's the best you can get from Russell is Wiggins, and maybe they feel with – you know, it's Raymond Green and Curry pretty much saying, get your get your bleep in line. Because remember, when Wiggins was drafted, Wiggins was drafted as much as on the potential side to be a great defender as an yep. offensive threat. He just hasn't yep. lived up to it at all. Absolutely. So maybe the change of scenery helps. But I was going to go a Minnesota. second. Hold on. I was going to go a second way here. You're not looking for prospects, right? You're not looking for draft picks. You're looking for guys. When I said, what do you want? I get the fact that you might want to win. But if you're looking at D'Angelo Russell and you're saying, what can I get for him? You have, you, you've just established the only position you want is a wing. And you don't want Cole Anthony or you don't want Anthony Edwards, no. right? You don't want those guys. You want 
an established guy that's already in the league that's performing. Yeah, you don't, you're, not, you're not taking right, you're not you're, taking you're, three first round picks for. Him. No, you're not the lottery team that's rebuilding. You're pretty much a championship caliber team that's taking a year off for all intents and purposes. Right. So I all understand right. you you want established, but. Yep. I still just wonder, and then look, that may be the best that's out there. And I understand Minnesota, they need a point guard. Russell's good friends with Carl Anthony Towns, who signed to a seven-year contract, or a five, whatever it is, a monster contract. So it makes sense for Minnesota. And then you get, you still have your draft pick for whoever you want coming out, number four, number five, number six. So I get it. It's hard to see Wiggins as a reasonable. I guess I guess he's Harrison Barnes. You know, he's just he's always he just always seemed. I mean, think about it. This is a guy who averaged twenty five points a game last year, and the Canadian national team didn't want him and didn't offer. Oh yeah, him they were spot. complete empty. They were complete empty spot, empty stats. Completely empty stats. So he is he is the, he is the and it, it's interesting how and I know you you may whitewash this a little bit because I'm comparing eras here right I'm I'm going to go to different eras if somebody averaged 25 points a game three assists and three rebounds which is what I believe Andrew Wiggins did last year and he did that in the 70s. He would be in demand, right? Yeah, that's the, what uh, Alex English David, put up. The Mark Aguirre, Alex English, yeah, the, the Kiki Vandalay, Adrian Dantley numbers. Yeah, Adrian Dantley, yeah, the, those it's guys. Not the, it's not the late seventies; it's the early to mid eighties in the Western Conference when everyone averaged one hundred and thirty points a game. Okay, well. When so everybody averaged 130 points a game, now everybody's averaging 110 points a game to 120. My point is because we look deeper in stats, he's worse off. It's a different value. I mean, this is this is a guy that this is a guy in the 70s or even the early 80s that everybody would have wanted. That would have been the guy. And the guy that we want him to be is basically the Terry Cummings guy, right? We want him to be an 18 and nine guy. I can't believe I just pulled out Terry Cummings, but anyway. I was going to say nice pull, but who plays better defense and is a rebounder. Yeah. Yeah. An 18 and nine guy or plays good or play or Dennis Johnson, right? Who's 14 points six assists and plays tremendous defense. And this is the Celtics Dennis Johnson, not the Supersonics Dennis Johnson. I understand. Supersonics Dennis Johnson was basically an MVP candidate. Tim. <laughs> What's that? No, he was more of a chucker and a complainer in, 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 in Seattle. But uh, no, he, but he, yeah, he merged. He was a, a high, like, kind of like what Ron Harper did when he went to the Bulls. Went from a yeah. 24 points a game guy to a 
12 points a game guy who played really good defense and had leadership and this along those lines. I get it. Um, the difference is no one has seen any of that out of Wiggins or seen that capability yet. Agreed. Agreed. And maybe you're right. Maybe it just takes a change of scenery to get there. I don't think Wiggins is on the move. I don't. I don't. Th- I. I mean, I love the concept where there's smoke, there's fire. But there's two things going on here. One is does Golden State think that they can get a better deal during the summer than they can now, when they're not hard capped? I believe they probably do. I think they're losing this year anyway. They don't care. I think you may see a couple of minor deals, but I don't think you're going to see a major deal this this week. I mean, last year we had some me we had the Porzingis trade last year. I mean, we had major deals going on last year. I don't think you're going to see a, a trade of that caliber. I'd love to see it, but I, I don't. And I'd love to see the Knicks just trade everybody, but. I don't think that's going to happen either. <laughs> well, apparently Julius, apparently Julius Randle, of all the players to I trade. I would love for them to trade Julius Randle and to trade Marcus Morris. But I'd love to get You'd love for them to trade everybody. I want picks. I don't want players. I love Malik Monk coming back. I just don't want Nick Batum, too. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind getting – if Batum has just this year, fine. But I don't think that's the case. And if it's not no, the I case, I don't want No, I think he's got another him. year left. Because then, you got the same, then he's at the same level as Randall. Plus, I think is, Gilchrist – hold on. I think Gilchrist – Gilchrist would be an interesting addition with the Knicks. Um. And I think his contract is actually up at the end of this year. So that might be a good that might be a good place. He's only twenty six. I'm looking at his contract. Do you know the man has earned sixty million dollars already? Joe Chris has? Holy smokes, yes. He, he actually exercised uh, his player option for third. This is the last year of his contract. So a Randall for Kid Gilchrist and Malik Monk? Yes, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. 100 times out of 100. Sign me up. Okay, which is the team that you think will actually make a deal? I think the Clippers are going to make some deal. I just don't know what that is. I think the Lakers are. Um, what are the Lakers trading? I think they're trading Kuzma. I think, all right, for whatever re- for whatever reason, Kuzma is not gelling. They need a number three guy to win it. They're not. I don't think they're like. I look at him. And LeBron is great. Anthony Davis is great. And there is nothing else there. Four and four, one of the top two seeds. I think I like the three and four seeds better than I like the one and two. I think I like Utah and Denver's team better than I like the Clippers and better than I like the Lakers. 
The Lakers have no depth, and apparently the Clippers don't have much chemistry. And I think the Lake I think the Lakers need more. I don't well, think I don't they think can there's trade any doubt. I, I think you're right. Well, they can't trade. So three of their guys, Pope, wait a second, Pope, Rondo, there's a third guy. I can't remember. I think it's McGee. McGee's on that team, right, still? Yeah. Those three guys, they cannot trade without the consent of those three guys because they signed one-year deals where they – Oh, JaVale, oh, JaVale, JaVale McGee. McGee. JaVale McGee. Okay. JaVale McGee. I forgot. So okay. they can't trade – any of those guys without their consent because they're all on one-year deals and they'd be giving up their Larry Bird rights. And ladies and gentlemen, let me give you a brief cap thing about what Larry Bird rights are. Um, Larry Bird rights are a mechanism in which a team can re-sign their own player for greater than the salary cap unless they are hard capped, which is what Golden State is. So if a player is traded during a one-year contract or during a contract in which they would have to give up those Larry Bird rights, basically they become a cap casualty and they are resigned, not re-signed, resigned to only being paid up to the cap. Teams cannot go over. So those three guys have to be traded with their consent, which makes sense if you're signing for that, for that reason. So they can't trade any of those guys. So the only thing they can trade, you're right, is Kyle Kuzma. But remember, and or maybe I'm telling you for the first time, the Lakers are over the salary cap, my friend. So they can only take back what they're putting out there. So they are. if, if you're stating that they're trading Kyle Kuzma, I'm, I'm going to go get this, but I, I, I know the answer, but I will – Take it just so you throw in filler. Okay, now tell me who the filler is. Because remember, this team has no salaries other than LeBron, Pope, and Anthony Davis. They're just not there. They don't have them. Avery, so the, what's so the Avery Lakers, Bradley? Avery Bradley, $6 million. Okay, that, that's actually a good pull. I forgot about Avery Bradley. What's DeMarcus uh, Cousins? About 3 or $4 million? Uh, DeMarcus is 3 and a half. Bradley has a player what? option. Hold on. Bradley has a player option for, four, for $5 million next year. So you're not trading for a – you're not trading for an expiring there. You are with Cousins. Okay. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma, my friend, is making $1.9 million. Okay. So we're looking about between 11 and $12 million in salary. If you combine so all three of those guys, yes. So pretty much that's enough to get Marcus Morris. <laughs> it is. It, it, it 100% is. I, I'm going to tell you now, right now, I'm not sure the Knicks do that. I, I, get the, I, get the, I get that you're getting Kuzma, but I don't think the Knicks do that. First of all, you have to absorb three guys on your roster. 
which the Knicks really don't have three empty spots. They have like 12 empty spots, but they don't have three real empty spots. You're absorbing, okay, Bradley. Now, Bradley can't be, you have to wait six months to trade Bradley again. Because Bradley's a nice player to have on a playoff team. He's useless for a rebuilding team. Cousins Mm -hmm. is $3 million. Cousins is a free agent after this year. He's a free agent. So you can, you can wave so Cousins moot. right away. Yep. So that's moot. So you'd rather you would rather have Mar unless you can get a better deal. Now, what constitutes a better deal? Is a, a first round a pick Clippers is a better deal. Ra- is yes. it? Is a Clippers first yes. round pick who's going to be number twenty eight better than having two or three guys, two or three years of a guy who's established? But you're not because he has – so Kuzma's contract is – hold on. I just had this up. Come on, Sean. It's 1.9. I assume he's got the five-year – what's okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's 1.9. Then he has a qualifying offer for – oh, no, he's got two more years. You're right. Then maybe it is worth it. He's 3.5 and then 5 million. Yep. You're right. That would be be a solid – you're Seth. Take take the win. Yeah. You're right. I'm wrong. I'll take it. <laughs> take the win. So I'm I'm looking up Morris's contract. And I I don't know what that is. Um, quite frankly. So I I'm thought it was two years, that. twenty million, or one year. I thought it was because he turned down fifteen year, from the Spurs to take ten for the Knicks. I thought it was. No, 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 no. He took fifteen from the Knicks. For one year. Ah, okay. So you got to get up to fifteen, and that's not getting you there. Okay. That's not I, getting I don't you know there. the rest of the Lakers. Okay, I don't know the rest of the, the Lakers. Good luck. Remember, you can't because the other thing is, once you put Marcus Moore, so you've already lost. I'm getting into cap gymnastics here, but I'm going to say it. You have, if you replace Marcus Morris or replace three guys with Marcus Morris. You can only sign yeah, guys guess. that are making the minimum. So minimum. you've killed your debt. You've killed it. But I guess to me, if I'm the Knicks, I would. I have no issue with that. I would rather take oh, no. if you're the Knicks, you do some it. young guys and see what the hell I can pick up. No, but that's the point. If you're the Knicks, you do it. But the Knicks, you're not giving up three the guys. It's the Lakers. Ah, the Lakers are. I got you. It's the Lakers. I got so you. So anyway. Okay, but if you're if you're Marcus, yeah, you do that. You do that in a heartbeat. I mean, no question. See, right. see, see, so you what? Uh, I get you. It. You like the Lakers making a trade? I just ha- when you fashion a trade. So th- there's two things going against the Lakers. First of all, they've given up every pick they have for like the next 20 years in the Anthony Davis deal, and they only have a low low hanging fruit now. I believe they have their first-round pick this year. No, that's the Clippers. The Clippers have their first-round pick. Sorry. Lakers do not. The Clippers can't probably trade it, though, because of the Paul George deal, where they gave out every other pick. No, they can, they, no they can trade it now. They couldn't trade it before this year. They can trade it now, because after they keep it this year, they swap next year, and then they give up picks. Because gotcha. Oklahoma City wanted picks later, not earlier, which makes sense. They, why would you want it when you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? 
Okay. So who do you think is the biggest player to be traded this week, if any? I got it. Chris Paul in Oklahoma City just doesn't make any sense. As good as he's been for them, and as well as they played, I, I, I don't think he makes sense there. Yeah, but where? Who's going to take forty million? Denver, maybe. I don't think the Clippers can. I don't think the Clippers. I don't think the Clippers have the have the have the depth. Have the, have the who would the Clippers trade to do it? I mean, I don't. I don't think they can. The Clippers can do it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I typically don't think will, big trade, big names are traded at the deadline last year. I will tell you. I will tell you if Denver can pull that off. And they can. I mean, with salaries, they can either they can use Gary Harris, Mason Plumlee. Uh, no, they they wouldn't use Will Barton. They'd use who's the guy that's uh, the free agent at this year? Beasley. It's Malik, Malik Beasley. Beasley. Malik Beasley. So so it'd be Beasley, Beasley, Plumlee, and Harris, because Plumlee's also an expiring. That I will tell you that that would make Denver ridiculously a favorite. I would love that. Defensively, I think they might have a little bit of a problem with uh, Jamal Murray and Chris Paul as the two as the backcourt defensively. But man, that's a that's a great pull. I didn't even think about him going to Denver. I, I I'd really like that trade. I'd like to see Drew Holiday go to Denver. I think that's a better trade for them for many reasons. Number one, he's not forty million. Number two, he's six foot five as opposed to Chris Paul that's six foot uh, one. Six foot one. Yeah. Yep, I get yeah. it. I love I love Drew Holiday in Denver. Not sure that's gonna happen either. I think the biggest trade that will be made is Aaron Gordon is going to leave Orlando. I think that I, I think they they have Jonathan Isaac. Yes, he's hurt, but I think that this is the year that they finally say, you know what, we've been waiting on Gordon, we've been waiting on Gordon, and he's just not doing it. Like, we have to rebuild anyway. Let, we're in a playoff spot, but we'll stay in a playoff spot. There, I think they're the sixth seed. We can stay there even without Gordon. I think they make a trade. I think Gordon goes somewhere. And I'll tell you, Gordon for D'Angelo Russell doesn't seem that – that seems like a pretty good trade. You'd have to add something from, from Orlando, but that makes sense in a lot of ways. Fultz and Russell? What's that? They're interesting ba- – Fultz and Russell is your backcourt? Love That's that backcourt. I love that back. And I love Aaron Gordon on the Warriors. Yeah, I think that fits well. Like that that's a it's a, it's a great fit. But anyway, that's that. Okay, so what did you I, I thought the Super Bowl, by the way, 
Last week I said that Kansas City would win 24 to 10, uh, 24-20, and I was very much relishing in that they were winding that that they were running out the clock with the score 24-20. <laughs> Actually, at halftime, I said, if Kansas City just scores two more touchdowns, I am proven right for the first time in like a year of predictions. And, of course, then Damian Williams goes for a 31-yard score, and it's 31-20. to 20. I thought it was a really entertaining game. I really enjoyed watching the game. I agree. I thought it was a, I thought it was a lot of fun also. Um I don't I I'm not sure Mahomes was the should have been the MVP. Um I'm not sure Kansas City was a better team. But that was all we had talked about all along was you have the best player versus the better team. And for whatever reason, San Francisco went away from the running game. Now, they didn't really get too many. I don't mind the, the not really going all out to finish the second second quarter. I wasn't as crazy. As, I wasn't as, as – I know a lot of people crushed it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But I don't understand why they went away from the run in the third and fourth quarters. Because they were okay, eating so I crushed the Kansas City defensive line. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I completely crushed them. I completely crushed them during, uh, while watching the Super Bowl because I said, this is not the mentality. You need to score on this team. You do. I mean, and true prophetic, but it didn't matter anyway. You needed to score on a team that in both games that they previously had been losing, you need to build up a score. I mean, I, I've said this, momentum is, is a big thing in sports, and I think it, it's more in football than any other sport. And it doesn't make any sense to me, but it is. Is that once you turn the tide, it seems like teams just fall apart. It's not, a, it's not really a back and forth. It, football is more you get up on one, one team gets up on a lead, then the other team comes rolling back. And if you can stop them, great. But if they take over that lead – you've pretty much been defeated. No matter what time, that could be in the third quarter, that could be in the fourth quarter. We've seen this time and time again. And I did crush him at the end of the first half. And I think the reason they went away from the running game is very simple. First of all, they got stopped on first down a lot, which meant, I mean, Kansas City was playing the run on first down, which meant you're in a second and nine or second and eight. And then the other thing was San Francisco started committing penalties. They had offsides. They had a holding call. And when you are now first and 20 or second and 15, it's a lot harder to it run. It is much more difficult. Yeah, understood. So I, 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 the, reason I, the reason I didn't crush them on it was this. They were, for whatever reason – well, I shouldn't say that. Let me preface it first. They were backed up on, what was it, their 10, their 15-yard line. They were pretty far back. Yeah. And if you go three if you go three and out quickly, which is what you'd be potentially looking at, 
then you're giving Kansas City, whose whose offense has not done very much, the ball in probably very good position with a minute and 20, a minute 30 to go, a minute 15 to go. And Kansas City had had no momentum throughout the half. And San Francisco was getting the ball to start the third quarter. So I understood it, and I'm a pretty – it reminds me of years ago. I want to say the 80s. The Giants were playing the – I want to say the Rams in in a playoff game. And they were in a similar – they were winning about 10-3 or something like that the second quarter. The Giants were always a running and defense game team first, as you know. The Rams were – I think this is Flipper Anderson. uh, This is those years. So they were explosive offensively. And – the giant and Parcells, who was pretty plays pretty close to the vest, opened up with about same idea, a minute and a half to go, whatever it was. Sims throws an interception, changes the momentum of the game, they lose the game. And that was kind of what mm-hmm. I thought of when, when when they did that. I Yeah. I get it. That I, may have been Flipper yeah, Anderson's I mean, three hundred and thirty six yard uh his three hundred and thirty six yard day. Wasn't quite that one, but you know, it's the reality was that the whole game changed on that third and fifteen play, where yep. I don't know how Tyreek Hill gets that open because it wasn't a great pass. Pat Mahomes was not great in this game by any stretch. I don't know. If no, he went back five yards to that. throw it. I mean, that that's the most incredible thing that I saw about Pat Mahomes in this game was not the ability to make the throw, but the, his arm strength. Like most of the time that oh, he ridiculous. threw balls, he went backwards before he went forwards. It was kind of like we were playing schoolyard pickup ball, right? Where you just, you're, you're just going back and back and back and waiting for somebody to come open. And that's what happened. And that, that impressed me. And, and his running impressed me. Look, I get that he may not have been the MVP, but the only other options really were Damian Williams with 103 yards and a score or Tariq Hill with 104 yards and a score. Mahomes threw for two, ran for one, had over 280 yards. You're always going to give it to the quarterback if it's close, right? I mean, that's yeah, just the, the way it works. quarterback's the easy default. I also thought you could have given it right. to Chris Jones. I thought if San Francisco won, I thought you could have given it to Bosa. Those defensive yes. lines well, Bo- Bo- smacked the hell Bosa was tremendous. out of the offensive lines. So was Chris Bosa, Jones. Bosa was He probably knocked Bosa down three tremendous. or four balls. Yeah. But no, you're right. The they day, just don't have the stats. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. And now, what I guess I got confused on throughout this year, throughout the playoffs, Garoppolo throws against New Orleans for 350 yards. He has yep. many. He throws 300 against the Rams. He throws. When did he? Be, when did suddenly he become? Jeff Hostetler. You know, 2015. Yeah, I don't get quite what happened here. So I guess I don't understand that. Where they suddenly? Well, well they have no confidence in. Yes, there, there was something on. There was something on. There is a posting on ESPN.com today. A video. I, I did not play it. I did not look at it other than see the headline. 
Will the 49ers trade in Jimmy Garoppolo for Tom Brady? For Tom Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody read my <laughs> mind from a year ago. Because I said that. Yep. I just said it for a different reason. But look, they got an out with Jimmy G. They do. They'd only have $4 million on that cap if they, if they cut him. Right. I, Brady but that doesn't answer my question. No, no, I get it. I get it. But I get it, but this is Kyle Shanahan, right? It's not the quarterback so much as it is the playbook. I mean, that's not fair to pin on that's not fair to pin on Garoppolo. Look, if he throws that ball three feet shorter to Emmanuel Sanders, we're talking about the MVP of the of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we're talking about our favorite wide receiver. And it's I mean, right? So, I mean, three feet. It, yeah. I, uh, not even three I've feet, like baffled. three inches. It, it just – well, you think that Kyle Shanahan had a little bit of uh, Matt Ryan syndrome? No, because people have said this for the last few weeks that they've lost confidence. I mean, not that I think Roffalo is an earth-shattering quarterback – but I don't know what he would have done. Now, the one thing that surprised, and I would, as a San Francisco fan, I'd have been exasperated by, was how is the quote-unquote best tight end in football having four catches for 36 yards? That makes don't no, worry. Now, the again, best tight end. No, no, no. You you don't have to understand that the best tight end in football scored a touchdown. He was just on the other side. I understand. Fine. The second best tight end in football. <laughs> Best, the best offensive, the best receiver slash blocker tight end in football. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my man crush on Travis Kelsey. I, I self-admittedly have that. Um, Are you going to fight for your right to Lombardi? No, I'm going to fight my, for my right to draft him again next year. <laughs> there you go. So, okay, before we, uh, we – I was going to talk a little bit about who we picked when we were kids, because I think everybody, everybody in the last couple of weeks since Kobe Bryant's unfortunate demise uh, has been saying, I've looked up to Kobe. I've shot like Kobe my whole life. He was the first one that I looked up to when, when I was playing pickup basketball, I wanted to be like Kobe. And the unfortunate part is we've run out of time for this. So we will pick it up next week. And what I'd like for our listeners is to call in and tell us who you patterned yourself at after. It doesn't have to be basketball. It could be baseball or football or basketball but or hockey. It, it's more of a matter of I'm interested because you heard Kyrie Irving, you heard all these rookies say, and granted, Kobe was on every channel, right? It's a, it's a little different when we, when I was a child or, or it's a, Seth was a child. It's a, it's where, a completely different equation, buddy. Yeah, we didn't see it. A, we didn't see we didn't see Alex English every day. We didn't see Kiki Vandua every day. We didn't see anybody every day. I mean, so it was more of the hometown guys. But I guarantee you, I will guarantee you, you will be surprised at my at, at the guy that I patterned myself as. So we'll talk about that next week. But before we do that, before we talk next week, I wanted to give you a little time to talk about the $4.3 million man that is now out of work. 
Do you have any idea who I'm talking about? The $4.3 million man that is out of work. Mm-hmm. Is this super password? Do I get a hint? Nope. Well, you could get a hint. Uh, he resigned today. Mark D'Antonio? Mark D'Antonio, as part of his um, contract that he renegotiated in 2016, if he was the coach um, as of, what's the date of this? As of January 16th of this year of Michigan State, he was to receive a $4.3 million payout for a retention bonus. How do you like that? So he gets his bonus, and then he resigns. I want his job. I want that job. Who replaces him? He doesn't have a job. Who replaces him? Who's going to Michigan State? Are you looking for the are – you, are you throwing your hat in the ring? Oh, I would definitely throw my hat in the ring if they're going to pay me $4.3 million. But I'm asking you, is that one of the – look, he replaced Nick Saban eons and eons ago. But I don't think that that job is what – I don't think that's a high-paying job. I don't think that's a high-visibility job it's anymore. A, as it's much a, as it it's was, a, it's it's a it's a upper middle tier job. It's not certainly high end like USC or Texas or Notre Dame, and it's not the tier below that, which is kind of the A minus, B plus kind of team, like a Florida or a, uh, a I don't know a Texas A and M kind of thing it's but it's the kind of job it's it's a solid b job but it's also the kind of job you can be there for 20 years and go eight and four and as, le- as long as you beat michigan a couple times you're good i mean off the top of my head and i haven't given one iota of thought to it i haven't given one uh you know, read an article about it. I just know that he that he resigned. You know, they're a kind of a tough, you know, hard nosed kind of school. Maybe they go for Brent Venable, see if they, see if they can pry him away from Clemson as the defensive coordinator. Oh, um, I like that pick. Because the, the problem is, it's hard to get. All these other coaches are in the middle of. Recru- they've already recruited for this year, so you are yep, completely the behind the eight starts ball. Starts in two days. Yeah, you're completely behind the eight ball with whoever you bring in. So, yeah. no head coach is going to probably leave because they've already recruited their class. Unless it's such a step up that you can't, you know, if you get to take a guy like if Mike Norvell hadn't gone the fall eight and was at Memphis, and was still at Memphis, you know, maybe that's where you take the jump, or if. If uh, what's his name? If Lane, although I don't see Lane Kiffin in Michigan, but if Lane Kiffin hadn't gone to Ole Miss, you know maybe he yep. makes the jump. 
So I think you're going to go well, – I think unless you're going to have an interim for the year, I think you're going coordinator. And Venable is the best. Well, I heard a room, I've heard a rumor of Roman Soleil, Robert Soleil, excuse me, the uh, defensive coordinator for, for San Francisco, who once worked is for Michigan, Michigan State. State alum? Uh, I don't think he's an alum. I think he worked there as a grad assistant and like uh, a low-level assistant at some point. He's part of the family. I wonder if that's more of Michigan State's dream than his. It might be. I mean, think about it. If they're not in the if they're not in the Super Bowl, he probably has a head coaching job this year. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, I think it's a matter of it's money at that point, right? Are you going to give him ten million bucks? Are you going to match what what Harbaugh makes? I don't think you can do to that. He's there. never had coached before. I know, but I'm saying I don't think you can make that offer. I think it's really no. difficult to bring in a guy who, at that amount who's not a college coach. Like, I don't know Sal's yep. background other than he's in San Francisco. But he's been predominantly a professional coach and a professional coordinator. We've never been a head coach before. And you're going to a yep. completely different environment. I think that's Agreed. really yep. difficult. Okay. Um, well, we're in our la- we're in our last five minutes, so let uh, I think we got three minutes left. So I'll go very briefly. Um, Jennifer Lopez, Shakira, yes, please. Like more of that. <laughs> your abs, your abs are tremendous. Like anybody that knows me knows that I have a thing for like ridiculous abs and Shakira's 43 Jennifer Lopez is 50 yeah I get all the outrage I, I do I get that it's a family show I do but I don't have kids so I really enjoyed it <laughs> and if you want to bring those two back let, bring them back as much as you want for the Super Bowl uh, if I'm with my okay. niece and nephew they can go out of the room <laughs> All right, Jeff, um, you got two minutes. Yeah, I okay. Number one, I didn't hear those complaints when Adam Levine didn't wasn't wearing a shirt last week last year. So True. give me a break. Number one, number two, NFL Hall of Famers. Congrats to Palomalu. Oh yeah, well deserved. Um, the one question, Isaac Bruce, really a good player, but. You know, Dion made the comment that there's too many good players and not enough great players in the Hall of Fame, which, as Sean knows, has been my – has been a pet peeve of mine for many years. I'm not sure this class really is going to change my thought process. Now, I think he was saying that about Eli. But Hutchinson, I agree. Um, I'm forgetting the other two off the top of my head. Did you did you have any issues? I, I, I never thought of Isaac Bruce as a Hall of Famer. No. Well, I went back and looked at it, actually, because I was trying to think whether him or Holt were the best receiver on that team. Isaac Bruce was the best receiver on that team. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. I did a lot of research on Isaac Bruce after I found out he got into the Hall of Fame, and it definitely did boost his credibility with me. So we'll talk more about that. I loved Hutch. I think Hutchinson making the Hall of Fame, he was one of those premier guys. But, again, we'll talk about that next week. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio. And we'll check you all next week. Have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.